Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to The Shit Show. Oh, hi. I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. That's totally awkward random. Kia ora, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Shit Show. This time, I'm not on my own. All of your messages and DMs and emails to Squish worked. He's back. And he's just told me that he's better than ever. Yeah, I did say that, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely um, said that. Do you feel that way, Nick? I feel buoyed up with the hundreds and thousands of messages I got on Instagram. Asking. I was like, what the fuck's going on? So tell the story. Well, yeah. I've just been on a a road trip around the South Island and we spent a couple of days out of reception and then when I got back, I had all these <laughs> follows and I was like, what's going on here? And then I never get message requests because why would you? <laughs> <laughs> because why would I? <laughs> And then I had hundreds and thousands of messages asking for me to come back to the shit show. I was like, what's going on? Why are these people all of a sudden uh, sliding into all my DMs? So I, I thought something fishy's gone on and turns out, yeah, Lucy doxed me. I fully doxed you. I doxed you to the close friends who I feel like are quite safe to be doxed to because they're the OGs, they're the ones listening to the shit show and you all pulled through. Nick was like, he sent me screenshots saying, Lucy, what is this? And it was like, all what of have your, you done? It was like a page of messages. So thank you, everyone, because now we've got him back. The shit show is going to be really good from now on. Um, one of you did send me an starting email next week. With, <laughs> starting next week, one of you did send me an email with a beer video to send to Nick, which was quite cute because that's obviously his um, niche, and. We're going to start this one off how we always do. Squish. Oh, actually, no, we're not. No, we're not. I can no, see No, no, I was going to we, say, no, we ain't. <laughs> we usually start off with the weirdest thing you saw on the internet this week. Squish has taken a bit of liberty here, and he's written weirdest Halloween costume you saw on the internet this week. So why don't you start us off, Dal? Uh, yeah, so mine was, um, you know, I, I don't, I can't remember her last name, but Amelia from the Chicken Shop Dates uh, Amelia de Moldenberg. Yeah, that's it. So Sophie showed me this person dressed as Mr. Bean, and I thought it was Jimmy Carr dressed as <gasps> Mr. Bean. No, it was, it was Amelia. Amazing. It was incredible. I thought, oh my god, I had no idea who that was. It was like a 
brilliant disguise. Did you see that she posted on her story like, any of my crushes, look away now because what you're about to see is like <laughs> yeah. going to turn you off. But so do you, have you, you've obviously watched Chicken Shop Date. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just on that, did you see that they're about to do a Hot Ones Chicken Shop Date crossover? I know. That's like when worlds collide. That's going to be epic. No, when you say when worlds collide, it reminds me of that episode of SpongeBob that um, it's like when worlds collide, you can run, but you can't hide. Is that the one where they go to the future? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's exactly what I think of too. Is it? Yeah. We had it on um, video, everyone. We had these this one episode of or this yeah this one episode of SpongeBob that was recorded onto a cassette that would watch over and over again or a videotape. Sorry. Yeah, I was I was just thinking as you were saying that um, half the people that listen to this are born after the year two thousand, so they don't actually know what a. <laughs> videotape is and on that i saw a video of taylor swift fans opening their first ever cds and being like what's a cd and i thought no 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 lucy you're too old for the internet oh no (laughs) (laughs) you oh no (laughs) oh no 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 (laughs) no no look well they were a couple of good tangents i'll just pat us on the back really quickly for a couple of good tangents (laughs) to start off a couple of good fillers. Loose, what was, um, <laughs> yeah, so that's another minute. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Unscripted, too. That's yeah, great. That's good for us. <laughs> what about you, Loose? What was your uh, the weirdest Halloween um, costume? Did, did you see Lucy Dacus and Julian Bake? First of all, do you know who they are? Yeah, well, I was about to say, I'm not actually totally sure I know who these people are. <laughs> I know who Pete Davidson and Ariana oh, Grande are. I haven't are. even said yet. They're from the band Boy Genius. They're also, like, musicians in their own right. You know who Phoebe, Phoebe Bridges is, eh? Oh, how could I not know? Phoebe? How could you not? Well, I saw her opening for Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. No, so anyway. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> oh, so you know her, you know her personally. <laughs> so anyway, they're in a band called Boy Genius, and Lucy Dacus and Julian Baker went as Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande. It was the best costume. That and Nick, did you see Northwest dress as the graduation beer? Kanye West's graduation Yeah, that's beer? probably kind of cheating though because they've probably just got that costume in the closet somewhere. Lucy, I said weirdest, um, oh. not not the best. No, but um, okay. I saw, I saw, I'll give you one. Go. Uh, a kid wanted to dress as a Transformer, you know, like Optimus Prime. Yeah. Um, but their parents dressed them up like a electricity Transformer, like what you see on the big power lines. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm not going to lie, I didn't even know what an electricity transformer was. That kid would have got bullied. No, it was a really good costume. It looked really good. I'll send it to you. Okay. So that's that's pretty weird. Not two people that have never heard of dressed as two celebrities. No, but Nick, it's Pete (laughs) Davidson and Ariana Grande. Come on. Like, that's a weird couple already. Also, do you, another tangent, do you remember when Ariana Grande went into that donut shop and, like, licked a donut and then said it was yuck? Yeah, I do remember that actually, which is weird. That is, yeah, that's actually weird. That Has this turned into culture vulture? Yeah, well, I was thinking maybe that we just need to start making this culture vulture because that's a better podcast. So. <laughs> no, shut up. The show's fucking great. Today, we're talking all about AI, everyone. Um, AI, because it's a bit of a shit show. And this was born out of Squish. Um, doing the hard yards and wanting to talk about the executive order that's just been signed against AI, which I haven't read yet. So Nick, against you- AI. Oh, well, no, it's just to regulate it, I guess, a little bit. But it's interesting that you think it's against. Well, it. I haven't. Well, I just said I haven't read it, darling. Uh, okay. okay. Well, 
the executive, everyone you're learning with me on this one, the executive order to regulate it. I want to talk about AI and some of the misinformation that it's really helping to push out. Um, But first, I thought we'd do some hot girl headlines that are all to do with AI and squish. Since I know you wanted to veto hot girl headlines, I figured hot girl headlines could just be something that I brought at the start of each podcast that we don't have to go deep into, but they're just a few headlines that I give all of us um, that we don't go that deep into. Oh yeah, yeah, I like that. So today's hot girl headlines are brought to you by Lucy Blackiston and are all to do with AI. First one, Squish. TikTok is testing an AI tool that identifies products in videos so it can sell similar items via its e-commerce platform. So, Nick, this means AI finna scan your videos, it finna identify items, and then it's gonna. Sorry for saying finna, everyone. And then it's gonna. I was gonna say, what else? What else? It finna do. It finna direct users to buy similar products. So it's like. It's not even going to let you, well, it's not going to let you make money off of the products that might be in your videos. Say, sometimes this happens and people are like, oh, I'll put this in my storefront or I'll get a commission off of this um, metal straw that you guys keep asking me about for my videos. No, 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 no. AI AI is going to scan. It's going to be scanned by AI and then start to get sold and like, the creator is not even going to get notified, apparently, or told about it. So, so say I take a TikTok of me in my little studio here mm-hmm. with my laptop sitting on a bunch of Red Bulls. Mm-hmm. Will TikTok then say, oh, look, there are Red Bulls in Nick's little studio tour. Let me put them in TikTok shop. Yes, it will. Or it will find a similar thing to a Red Bull. So, like, I would think maybe, like, a... TikTok creator that's released an energy drink, maybe that would pop up okay. if they were if the AI was smart enough. Um, so that's our first hot girl headline. Second one: Sam Altman warns that AI is learning superhuman persuasion. This is from Futurism. I actually feel like we hear headlines like this all the time. Sam Altman, everyone, um, is the CEO. CEO? <laughs> I need an AI to do my job. Is is a CEO of OpenAI, which we all know are the, are the company behind ChatGPT. Um, essentially, Sam Altman said that while humanity is still a long way away from building artificial general intelligence, so everyone, the thing we've currently been scared of is artificial intelligence, new fear alert artificial general intelligence, which is an AI that matches the cognitive function of humans, Sam Altman has said that it doesn't actually matter if we create an uh, AI that's AGI level, so artificial general intelligence level, um, to take control of our feeble minds because AI is going to get good enough at general intelligence anyway. So basically this means that like AI is going to be able to, well, maybe. It could reach a point where it can persuade us to do things like quite humanly. I mean, we've seen things like this. We've sort of seen um, interesting conversations about love and life and things like that with AI chatbots, etc. So I feel like Sam Altman's warning is valid and but kind of like, sorry, everyone. I thought artificial intelligence was hard enough to get our heads around without having to think about artificial general intelligence or them actually being able to match 
the thinking power of humans. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. And then the third Hot Girl headline, this is actually a Hot Girl headline, AI has a hotness problem. This is from the Atlantic. And so, Squish, have you seen like those filters or whatever that's like an AI puts you into your yearbook photos or me as an AI through the years or blah, blah, blah. Have you seen them? Basically, this article is saying you're either really hot, like AI makes you really hot, or you look like a fucking bug-eyed freak. And most people, I mean, the people, Nick, that are posting these things, obviously they're choosing the hot ones. Like, it's the hot, the people that AI makes them hot. It's just another, like, Instagram influencer. The hot people thrive even in AI. The hot AIs thrive. Well, I suppose it's, like, selection bias as well. Like, no one's going to start posting all their horrible-looking exactly AI photos. And, you know, what's the point of doing an AI filter if it just makes you look normal? <laughs> So true. Anyway, into our first sort of news story. I wrote about this in the newsletter, so a lot of you have probably seen it. But Squish, did you see the AI slash deep fake generated video of Bella Hadid? Yeah. This was fucking terrifying. Like, so everyone, I know we've talked about deep fakes quite a bit on here and like making celebrities look like they're saying things that they're not. There's been a few of Obama, some Joe Biden's, you know, like kind of harmless ones in the way that Mm. you could sort of tell they were fake and they weren't, they were like rapping or they're saying stupid shit. But the video we saw of Bella Hadid um, is of her not saying but it looks very honestly quite believable that she could be, but she's not, saying this. I apologize for my past remarks. This tragedy has opened my eyes to the pain endured here, and I stand with Israel against terror. I've taken time to truly learn the historical context now. With a clearer understanding, I hope we can engage in constructive dialogue moving forward. Now, this is like really nefarious because obviously this is in regards to what's happening currently in Gaza and Bella Hadid her father's Palestinian and she has been very vocally pro-Palestine obviously and has already been facing extremely life-threatening repercussions and like doxing and shit like that for voicing her real opinion and now we're seeing with AI so it's an AI generated voice put over a video of her giving a speech at the 2016 Global Lime Alliance Awards and then deep faked so it actually looks like she's saying this. Like, words are literally getting put in her mouth um, to make it seem like that she's changed her mind. It's being used to directly, like... It's, like, being used purely for disinformation. Like, this isn't even... Well, yeah, it's almost like propaganda in a way in, exactly. this, in this instance. It's been viewed 19 million times on Twitter, and, like, the thing is, it, luckily, 
a tw- like a community note pops up on Twitter saying, read is added context. This is made from AI. This is a speech from this day. But not everyone's going to read that community note. Not ev- like, And it looks so real. And I just think we're at a point where people, one, feel like they can't trust the news. Two, now they're seeing videos like deep fake videos like this where it's actually fake but it looks real so you're having to question everything which questioning everything only ever leads to conspiracy theories and three we're like deciding that it's better to get our news from people on TikTok rather than news institutions and that's just not like why do we trust these people on TikTok more than I mean unless they're on the ground obviously videos of people on the ground that are using TikTok to get it out there that's great but we're like seeing hot takes of people that we have no idea of their background and choosing to believe them over journalists. So it's just, it's just not feeling good out there right now in the information world. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, even for us, it's like you really have to second guess what you see and and whether it's real or not. And- exactly. And and if we have been doing this for a few years now and we're finding it hard. No wonder people are just taking things that are incorrect and running with them because they don't even have the like years of, oh, I should probably corroborate this or blah, blah. Like I, I see why it's happening. It just it puts the shits up me a little bit for our trust in institutions. And also some of the Western media outlets don't help themselves when they're changing, yeah. when they're running with headlines and having to change them time and time again, you know. So everyone just be careful out there. But Squish... This is interesting because right now we're talking about AI and how that's leading into misinformation, disinformation. Um, I know as much as the fact that Biden signed an executive order. And the only thing I know about this is that he spoke about his own experience of being deep faked, like at while he was giving this executive order. So he said he is sometimes fooled by deep fakes of himself saying like, when the hell did I say that? And and I mean, like he was joking about this, but he sort of did say there are times when it comes across, I don't know, your timeline or whatever. And on even when we're talking so much, I forget what we say on podcasts. So if I heard a oh. recording of us saying something unhingiano, I'd probably be like, yeah, we probably did say that, you know? I blank the recordings out of my mind. So I could say anything yes. and I would have no recollection of it. Um, but yeah, he would probably say so much stuff and is on so many cameras. You know, it probably would be hard to... Plus he's low-key, like, fucking getting on a bit. So the memory would be struggle. Anyway, Squish, did you want to tell us a little bit about the executive order about AI? Yeah. So since ChatGPT and the other AI programs like Dali and the Google Bard and Claude and all these other ones sort of roared onto the scene about a year ago. There's been more and more people speaking up, uh, making calls for regulation. People like like Elon Musk has been really vocal about regulation, given how powerful, transformative and, on a, as we've seen, potentially dangerous this technology can yeah. be, um, you know, exactly as proven by the rise of AI deepfakes etc. So Joe Biden's long promised executive order on AI development for short, which is still a pretty long name, or the, (laughs) this is what he calls it, the safe, secure and trustworthy development and use of artificial intelligence, that's the long version, is an attempt to, you know, do just that, keep things safe, secure and trustworthy through what the administration, its goals and what it can do 
without Congress's power, just through the executive order sort of set up. Yes. Now, just quickly, one thing, and we've talked about executive orders on here before, and one thing that when I was reading that quote about Joe Biden being fooled by his own deep fake, just underneath it, there was a little disclaimer that said, as an executive order, like this doesn't really carry the force that a package of new legislation would. Like the next president, as we saw with Biden when he came in, can just reverse executive orders um, if they like. So that's like what you're saying here is like... Yeah, it's, I don't know, kind of like a Band-Aid that the president puts on, I guess. Better, yeah. You can just sort of rip it off. Um, but it still does a little job. So yeah, that's what an executive order is. It's a Band-Aid, not a cast that's going to fully solve the problem. But what does this one actually do? This is where my reading stopped right. on it. So the, the order is pretty big. Um, just the fact sheet on the White House website is like 2,000 words. So I'll just run through a few of the key points here so we'll get a general gist of what the order does and what it's intended to do. Um, so first up, developers of powerful AI systems, you know, your, your open AIs, your Googles, your Microsofts, uh, they have to start sharing results of uh, their like internal safety tests with the US government. Um, oh. So they probably have to start doing safety tests if they're not. Um, so while the AI company is training its model, um, all these models are like trained on data. They just get fed data and they learn, sort of like how we learn. Um, it is required to share results of red team safety tests before they are released to the public. Um, a red team is like a group of people that, that come in and test the security. They're kind of like internal hackers. Yes. So they come in and, and test the safety of it of the, the AI system before they release it to the public. So they try and find all the little holes and the, the back doors and things like that. Um, they also need to notify the US government when they're training an AI model that poses a serious risk to national security or public health and safety. Well, okay. One of the things, one of the big worries that I was just listening to a podcast about um, before that we recorded this is the capabilities to build like nuclear things and the like the real threats that it poses in terms of yeah well it the an AI language model basically learns everything that you feed it so say it gets fed a whole bunch of stuff on like chemical makeups and um, things like that theoretically without these safety tests and things you could ask it i want to make a bad chemical a bomb yeah or, or a bomb or any other sort of compound i have access to these products yes what can i make with that you know things like that so that's what people are kind of yeah. well that's what a lot of people are kind of worried about just one thing that they're worried about so the order also calls for AI generated content to be watermarked. So this is probably the most impactful in the short term mm. um, and the one that will be the most visible to, to you and me. Um, so the Department of Commerce, there were so many different departments. I never even knew the Department of Commerce yeah. existed. Um, they will roll out guidance for ensuring that AI generated content, you know, like your, your songs, your, your pictures and videos and, and text as well um, is labeled as AI. So this, in theory, will allow people to be able to determine which content is created by AI, making it easier to identify deceptive deepfakes. Um, I don't know mm. if you've seen on a, I've, like, on a couple of TikToks, I've seen like the little this content is generated by AI label. 
down the bottom. Oh, I've done I'm not sure that. if that's but automatic or whether someone, when you like post it, has to tick that or something. Yeah. It's actually interesting. As you said earlier, Biden noted in his speech when he was doing this, uh, unveiling this executive order, that he's been fooled by deep facts of himself, which makes me, yeah, I don't know. Do you think he's seen the videos of I Spice with Barack Obama's face on it? <laughs> no, I think he sees what his aides show him, and I do not imagine the man scrolling. Do you think Joe Biden's got his own TikTok account? No. Like a, like a finster? I think if he had his own TikTok account, he'd be like, what the fuck is this world? I'm not being the president anymore. Anyway, lastly, the executive order will try and protect uh, workers when the AI comes to take all of our jobs. Um, so the administration will develop principles and best best practices. <laughs> oh, breast Lucy, best <laughs> <Breast> practices. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, sorry. I thought I was going to let that one slip too. Yeah, well, that's one of my most childish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The Biden administration will develop principles and best practices. That's actually really hard to say. Yeah, principles and best principles and best practices to protect. There's a lot of PRs in there mm. to protect workers against potential harms. <laughs> uh, you know, like surveillance, like AI generated, um, or AI assisted surveillance in like warehouses and things like mm. that, so they can track you when you're working, um, oh. which is like pretty freaky. Yes. Like if my boss had an AI camera on me at work. Fuck, no. It would be bad news. That would never happen though. Um, job replacement. So the AI literally coming and taking people's jobs. And discrimination as well through AI. Um, Which, that's actually, that's something that we've talked about heaps on the shit show. But you know how Squish was saying before, like, it basically learns what we feed it. And the data that mm. we feed it um, especially if it's police data, shows how fucking discriminatory we and the police departments, et cetera, have been throughout the years. An AI police bot. It would just be a very <laughs> exactly, racist yeah, bot, yeah. yeah. Now, the order also uh, announced plans to produce a report on AI's potential for disrupting labour markets. So I don't know, that doesn't seem like something you need to have an executive order to do. You should probably just do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would have thought that was something that they would have already done. But <laughs> whatever, I'm not the government. On the other side of things, they also launched the AI.gov site, which is like a a website with oh. a whole bunch of information about how you can come to the US and work for the US government. Like in AI? Develop it, yeah, yeah, like developing this sort of stuff. Um, like, if you're a AI genius, they'll allow you to get, like, a visa and things like that. Oh. Like, fast-track visas for people really smart in AI. Of course. Um, they want to control it, but they want to be ahead of it as well. So, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's pretty smart, you know. It will be pretty hard to develop all this stuff if you didn't actually know what was going on. So. Yeah, which I feel like, for a long time, it was like, we didn't know this was coming, but some geniuses would have. And then suddenly it was like, oh, it's here. It's kind of fucking with everything. And now we need to regulate it. And I will say, like, most people that work in AI, or like even the godfathers of AI, even they're scared of it. Like, I feel like most people that work in AI want it to be regulated. Like, not many people don't want it to be regulated. Would you agree? Yeah, well, this sort of 
order came out of a meeting that a whole bunch of the AI leaders like uh, Sam Altman went to, um, the CEOs of Microsoft and Google and... Yeah, I feel like the people that just want to make money off it wouldn't want it regulated, but the people that want it to advance humanity, mm. they are like, this needs fucking regulation. Really interesting, Squish. As you were talking, I remembered that there's like the first ever AI summit in the UK. And so I just Googled while you were talking AI summit and well, like not the first ever AI summit, but like a at a national level, like a sort of governmental level. Yeah. King Charles has just given an address saying the risks of artificial intelligence need to be tack- artificial intelligence need to be tackled with a sense of urgency, unity, and collective strength. Like King Charles, this could be a deep fake. It's a video of him talking at it. How weird that he's gotten involved in. I'm sorry, but what does King Charles have Thank to do? Thank you. King Charles doesn't know what AI is. He probably thinks it means ant intervention. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he <laughs> thinks it means. Anyway, that's just really interesting that um, that popped up as as we were talking about the executive order. Mm. But before we get to the good news story, Nick has a story that all I can see is Bobby the 30-year-old dog. So I just want to hear that first. It's not AI. This like totally relates to you Why? as well. Because I'm pretty sure the dog the dog's from Portugal. And what about it? It died. <laughs> but it was really old, apparently. But also, apparently, it wasn't that old. Oh, what is this news story? We were going so well. This is this is shit show, though. This is like... Yeah, well, I didn't actually write anything about it. I just heard it on the news when I was... Uh... So what, like the world's oldest dog died or something, but then it, there's a little bit of... Was it the oldest or was it not? Yeah, there's a little bit of Contro. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be um, the shit show without Contro. Oh. Um, so the Guinness World Records on the 29th of October, so just recently, announced it would reinvestigate Bobby's age to uh, address veterinarian questions and concerns over lack of evidence freely available to the public. So they're locking down evidence on how old this dog actually was. You know what? There's probably an AI out there that could do that. Yeah, probably. You you can't just cut a dog in half and figure out how old it is like you can a tree. No, that's what I'm thinking. Um, So how do you actually know? But there were... um, Documents from uh, the Portuguese government's pet database. So this is this is local mm-hmm. f- affairs for you, Lucy. You should be all over this. Um, I don't know how close it was to you, Liera. I don't know either. But you potentially could have seen Bobby walking around. I don't think Bobby did much walking. Well, no. I hope Tinkerbell g- gets to thirty. I don't see Tinkerbell getting getting away anytime <laughs> soon. She's living oh, yes. to one hundred. <laughs> Anyway, everyone, my good news story is to do with um, artificial intelligence. And Squish, it's artificial intelligence in the medical industry, which I think is the place that most people feel like okay about it being, if you know what I mean. Like people are scared about it being in writing, in journalism, in like the creative world. But in science, it's like quite... I don't know. It feels like it could be quite amazing. So scientists are excited by AI tool that grades severity of rare cancer. So obviously AI is being used in a bunch of different areas um, in science and in medicine. But so this uh, article is saying, it's from the BBC, artificial intelligence is nearly twice as good at grading the aggressiveness of a rare form of 
cancer from scans as the current method is. By recognizing details invisible to the naked eye, AI was 82% accurate compared with 44% accuracy from a lab analysis. So that's in looking at the aggressiveness of a rare form of cancer. So the AI was 82% accurate in recognizing the details. Lab, 44%. Jeez. So that's pretty that's, good. So, yeah, researchers have said that it could improve the treatment and benefit for thousands of people every year. And they're also quite excited about the potential for AI to be able to spot other cancers early. So anyway, team, AI plus science, not all bad. Oh, no, I don't think AI is going to be like totally bad. I think there's going to be a lot of good stuff. Yeah, this is just one example of... A question I have for you, yeah. um, now that we're like six months to a year into us talking and thinking about AI, have you found that you actually incorporate it into your day-to-day life at all? No, not... I'm the same. Truly, but I haven't tried super hard. You know, with with my job, it's fairly hands-on. So, yes. I don't know. I know I probably can't rack a tank or, or, you know, fill barrels. But when it first came out, I had a whole bunch of data that I asked it to sort out, and it did a pretty good job at that. So Yeah. I don't know. I don't do a lot of computery stuff, so. Yeah. I just thought that was an interesting, like, thing to think about because, like, when it first came out, I really tried to put it into my – because I do a lot of computery stuff, and I tried to – like help get it to help me write the newsletter but it can't give you updated news like or anything like that and it obviously didn't have the tone that I yeah 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 so I have found that I haven't put it into my day-to-day life but apparently it's quite good at if you write something and you put it into the AI and you're like find me the holes in this argument or find me things that people would pull out and mm. contest or something. So that's interesting. But nah, I haven't really found do it. Do not feed the shit show script into that. Do not do that. Do not, do nah, not, do, do not. not. There will be arguments. Banned. There will be holes. Bad. Do not get an AI to transcribe this because, first of all, it won't probably make sense. <laughs> It'll be like, Lucy stumbles on this word. They laugh for two minutes about it and then they don't know where to pick the sentence back up. <laughs> Anyway, but that's been our AI special edition. You all now have Squish's Instagram, so if you've got any thoughts, feelings, send them that way. Come read the newsletter. Come pre-order the book. And other than that, have a gorgeous week, everyone. Yep. Yep. Time for me to have breakfast. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.